What's up, everybody? Another episode of The Straight Cut coming to you. I am Aaron. And I am Mark. And we are in the main lounge of Weston Cigars tonight. Doing we a little, are. Doing a little remodel um, as we speak. Uh, so if there is a little echo, it's because that is literally three chairs in the lounge, and that is it. And There's a, a table. Well, and a table. But, uh, <laughs> and ashtrays. And, and new flooring. And <laughs> new flooring. New paint, so it smells like there nice is. fresh paint in here. And uh, we have the painter himself in the chair tonight. Yes. We have the owner of West End, Brandon. How you doing? I am great, <laughs> and I am excited to be here. I don't know if it's just like it's been a while since I've been on or just hanging out with you guys or the paint fumes, but <laughs> I'm in a really good mood right now. So That's awesome. Yeah, it's been it's been three months or so because the last one you were on was when you just opened up conway so that was december so probably four five months ago yeah it's been it's a while been a while so it's yeah it's been a hot minute we've been together we've spent time together but um it's it's been a while since we've actually yeah. i've actually i saw you thursday right before that it had probably been two or three months since other than on a video where you would uh post it on facebook i had That's seen true. your face so Paula said, because when I came and saw you on Thursday, it was, she said, you seem in better spirits now that you've seen the group, because I got to see the group on Thursday. Uh, and for the record, I was. Yep, I feel the same way. I think, you know, it's just wearing, peop- wearing on people not being able to hang out and see each other. And, yeah. you know, we just take for granted, like, how much joy we get from our friends and from the people that come in the shop and hang out with us. And uh, because it, it happens every day and sometimes – we're having good days. Sometimes we're having bad days. And, and so we take that stuff for granted. And now I think, uh, we're going to, you know, we're not going to take it nearly for granted. Uh, those times that we get to spend with people because they mean so much to us now when we don't have it all the time. So yeah, the time, like when you guys came in the other day or, you know, somebody comes in the shop that hadn't been around, you know, in a couple of weeks because they haven't been able to hang out. Like it's, it's a blast. Yep. Yeah. So, with you being on, we had you choose the cigar, and you chose for us the Lito Gomez Small Batch Number no. Seven. Um, I think this is my second one that I've had of this one. Uh, Mark, you is this your first one? This is my first one. I bought five of these, and then was advised, uh, I think, by Brandon or someone to mm-hmm. put them down. So I have them in my humidor at home, mm-hmm. waiting uh, very quietly for some age. But yeah. This is starting nice. I don't know why I was advised that way, but. Um, well, I didn't. I mean, when I say put them down for a little bit, I mean, a few months is plenty of time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, like I the could. small batch has always been a cigar that that I have loved to age, you know, smoke them periodically, but try to. I think they just have gotten uh, more more unique as time goes on. So yeah. I think it's, it's smoking great right now. Yeah. Uh, but I think if you can have the restraint to hold on to them for a couple of years, then. You know, it'll it'll definitely change and uh, maybe become more complex or something over time. So I will say, like, just since we had it, what, two cleaning nights ago, I guess, this seems a lot more oilier than it did then. Yeah, a lot of times I get so excited when something comes in the shop mm-hmm. that I just can't wait. Yeah. And sometimes things just need a few days. I don't know if it's psychological. I don't know <laughs> if it's if it just, you know, depends what it was like in transit where we needed to, uh, you know, if it was in a UPS truck for a week yeah. and it was hot and humid or cold and dry. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we try to do that in the shop, but that doesn't mean that I personally do that. You know, when they come <laughs> in, I'm like, I'm not waiting three days. I'm busting one out right now. 
So well, I past, agree 100%. Past versions of this cigar, the uh, small batch, have been some of the really good. I mean, Lito does a great job with these cigars. So mm-hmm. I know he's really selective. You were saying that some years he's just not happy with them and they don't come out. Yeah, they, they just, um, you know, this is the, the eighth time they've released uh, the small batch. And they don't do it every year uh, unless the tobacco is there and it's right. And he's a really unique tobacco that is really hard to grow. And, and it's not used in very many cigars. Usually it's, it's used in some kind of really limited production uh, cigar. And there's not a whole lot of people that use it called Pella de Oro. So if it's not right, they don't release it. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, these things are so oily. Yeah. So I yeah. still have, I still have two. I, we had the number six. So that was what, two years ago or maybe even longer than that because it comes out mm-hmm. towards the end of the year. So I still have two of those in my humidor at home, which I've never smoked the number six. So this is actually the only small batch that I've ever had. Hmm. And this is only my second I've ever had, but, uh, those are, man, it looks like, uh, it almost looks like, like a, like a slim gym. Like it's so dark and oily. Um, that's what the, the six looks like, but, uh, this one's not as oily, but you can, it'll get there though. Oh yeah. So you yep. can step into a slim gym. Is that, <laughs> that's a step door? into a slim gym. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, it's oily. I don't know that it's that oily. Um, uh, the it, number six, I mean, the, the ones I have at home, right. yeah, they when are. you touch a Slim Jim, it's all over your fingers, <laughs> right. you know? I'm not, I'm not thinking I'm not too that. proud to admit that I eat Slim Jims occasionally. Yeah. And and they snap, you know? But yeah. they are oily on the outside. Right. I'm not so, sure that's a... That's, so, <laughs> so Slim I'm not sure Lido's like going, oh, that's the greatest description that's I've exactly ever heard. That's exactly what I was going for. So right? Slim Jims do not equal cigars, right? Yeah, right. Okay. I think that's not correct. Not on the same level. Right. Nice start, Aaron. Yeah. Lido right now is, is putting that on his website. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Lido will ever hear this, but uh, Jonathan if, or, or Cameron, if you're listening, then so, we're so sorry. Yeah, but we I, apologize <laughs> humbly. But but it's good. It's like a, it's a, that's a good, I, I, I like that's oily a good cigars. Yeah. I think cigars that are that oily, I'm worried about burn issues. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but this is starting great. It's, uh, it is a beautiful looking cigar. Uh, I'm super happy the band is not blue. Um, Jesus. Yeah, that'd be tough. <laughs> that'd be tough. See, I got support. Um, it is classic band is, is, uh, as they always are. And, uh, it's starting nice. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm know, looking forward to this. This is a good choice. You, you mentioned that, um, that number six and it just, it brought back a memory to where I, I was hanging out with Lido, uh, at Spring Street Cigars in Tupelo, Mississippi. They were doing a, an event there and Lido was there and we were, me and a few guys were down there hanging out with them and they were doing an event with him and we had got the small batch in um, and we sold them out immediately. Yeah. You know, they come in like 110 count boxes, I think, yeah. or somewhere around there. I usually. think it's 100, 105. Yeah. yeah. And so we had sold out immediately. And so Lito was there and Jonathan Carney, who's their vice president, was there and they had a box in the shop. And so I, I got a couple, but I hit them up. I said, hey, if y'all have any more of these, we need it on the box. It's in my way. And uh, so he said, I think they had two left. And so I got one of them. So we were really fortunate that I just happened to be there to yeah. get that box or, you know, we wouldn't have had those cigars yeah. Um, yeah. for so long after they were gone, you know? So that was they, neat. They, they are a truly limited batch or small batch. They're limited. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll break down the blend and everything like that. Once we, Dive into the first and second and the third. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the second second on this one for sure. 
<laughs> You're never, ever going to let that down, eh? Never? No. No, okay. No. But uh, well, What would the point of me <laughs> pointing out you made a mistake be if I did not um, hammer you on it forever? Yeah, so it's always in, in out there on the interwebs. Interwebs, yeah. yep. But we want to have you on because, you know, we're getting close to reopening the lounge uh, back to normal in quotes, I guess I can say. Um, so, you know, as an owner of the shop, what has the last, I guess, six, seven weeks been been like? Just not an owner of a shop, but owner of two shops that, you know, are high traffic. Yeah, it has, you know, it's been both both extremes, really. It's been really tough and depressing at times. Uh, and it's been, you know, really encouraging and fulfilling at times, you know, and, you know, obviously not having people in the lounge when your whole shop is built around mm-hmm. the community being a positive place for men to build relationships. And you can't have that, you know, you can look at our shop. If For those of you that, that come here, if you've never been here, our shop is 1,450 square feet, you know. Most of that is lounge about 200 or 225 of that is a humidor. So our shop is completely geared towards hanging out and building relationships because that's what a cigar shop is about to me. You know, cigars are secondary. And so to not be able to utilize that, it's been really tough and it's been tough on a lot of people, but we just miss seeing everyone. Yeah. But having everybody come in and support the shop even though they can't hang out and saying, Hey, you know, we really appreciate it. You know, let me get a box of cigars. Let me take advantage of some deals. Let me get some gift cards. You know, you guys, you know, have talked about this a couple of times, but you know, you people pitching in saying, Hey, you know, people are struggling, you know, we want to get some cigars and, and have them here for people like that kind of thing is just so encouraging. You know, when you see people coming together to support a local business like this one, uh, or to support other people that uh, are customers or are their friends, that even though they can't hang out with, they're still thinking about them, you know. And uh, so it's been really, really encouraging, um, you know. But it's also been tough not seeing seeing folks every day like you used to. Yeah, it was yeah. like I saw you know uh, one of our regulars came in last Sunday and we were talking for a couple minutes and everything, just you know shooting the shit. And he's like, "All right, well, I guess I'll uh, I guess I'll head out." I was like. All right. I was like, man, I never thought I'd really miss y'all guys. <laughs> like, yeah. I miss, I just miss all the BS that we, yeah. we did. And just, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you kind of like, it, it's almost like, you know, picking on your brother, like you or getting picked on by your brother. You never realized like how much you'd miss it until oh. you, it just doesn't happen anymore. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's tough. And, and obviously we're going to get back together slowly. I mean, we're not going to rush back in 700 people all in this shop at once but it'll it'll be nice to see a lot of yeah. those faces that i haven't seen there's i was i saw a, pa- a post from a couple of people who i haven't seen in a couple months yeah. uh, and it brought back the fact that how much i missed just seeing them but yeah. yep nope it's it's definitely there um but <clears throat> i know because uh, i stay you know obviously staying in touch it's it's good to see people supporting it and i I'm encouraged by that. Uh, I know Aaron is is championing, um, which I think is probably the right use of that word. Um, you know, this the local businesses. I know they there's some local businesses have been struggling 
Um, but, uh, you know, obviously thinking about the local businesses is a big deal, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, and, you know, certainly we're here talking about our shop and, um, but, you know, a lot of you guys won't ever come in this shop, you know, and that's, and that's fine, you know, but there are, wherever you are, there are businesses that are struggling right now yeah. and, um, they need your help just because they're able to open at 30% capacity or half capacity, or even when they get open for business as usual, um, that doesn't take away the fact that the last three months or four months or however long it, it has been for them yeah. has been really, really difficult Tough. and people have been laid off and, um, you know, businesses are struggling or they had to take out loans that they're going to have to repay back or, you know, mm-hmm. people got rent, um, you know, waived. I forget what they call that, but abated. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's free. That means you just have to pay it later, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, just because things start getting back to some sort of sense of normalcy, those businesses really need our support. And, and man, it's, it's, it's great when you go, uh, you know, you go support somebody that, you know, somebody that's, that's there trying to make it. I mean, people like me and, and other business owners, they pour their whole life and soul into these things. You know, it's not a, uh, a thing where, you know, I, Mark mentioned this a few, a few episodes back. Like it's not a big corporation where we have tons of money laying around. Like yeah. it's just our life, our money, yep. a business. We're trying to provide a service and take care of our family. You know, yep. we're, we're not much different than people that are out there working Yep. It's just a, a lot of stress during times like this because mm. there's so many people that are counting on you for their job or for their community or, you know, mm. for their coffee or for their cigars or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so they need support. And uh, so wherever you are, you know, just because we're getting back to opening things up, you know, don't think that that's just going to flip a switch for these businesses. Yeah. Uh, if you're able, you know, get out there and try to support them uh, as much as you can. Um, they I, I can tell you from experience, it means the world to a business owner when someone comes in and says, Hey, I want to support, you know, Hey, I want to get some things, even though, you know, you're not open a hundred percent, you know, uh, it really means a lot and it keeps you going because it is tough, especially during these times, the things that are going through people's heads right now, it's, it's so tough and you would never know, you know, all the things, the depression and the things that people deal with because yeah. they don't know if they're going to be able to be open in six months, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Yeah. It's tough. Uh, it, it, and I know Aaron's been, uh, <clears throat> has been reaching out to Scallywag out in Arizona, and I know each state's different. Um, obviously, you know, we're both uh, supporting in different ways your business uh, and, and believe in supporting local. Um, you know, there, there are some states where they're still only doing mail orders. So yep. if that's all you can do, then support your local business, your cigar owner, your B&M coffee shop we think of fidel down there yeah, um, I've, I've drank so much coffee in the past seven yeah. weeks like as a, as a, as a non-coffee that. drinker i've i've got my fill but i'm still still going to keep going and yeah. uh, yep so it's important and one of the things we've made a change we paula and i are um are ordering out foods because we're not uh, fancy chefs like aaron um <laughs> uh, uh, um so we uh, we've We've we still order Bite Squad and all that stuff, yeah. um, but we've we've started picking the local uh, restaurants off the list. You know, mm-hmm. um, one you know when there's two or three shops, uh, local Arkansas restaurants, knowing those are yeah those are the kind of places that we want to be around. You know that to be honest with you, McDonald's is going to survive this. Yeah, um, although there are people there that are working very hard and, and you know think about that, but. 
Um, you know, the places that I'm worried about are the weird, uh, kooky little rock places that yeah. I love. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. I want to be open because I want, uh, I, I love that about little rock. Um, what makes every city that I've ever lived in is the kooky little restaurants yeah. and the, the great cigar lounges that we want to be here when, when this all settles down. Um, so, um, <clears throat> I know that you've been open, you still doing uh, curbside, um, yeah. uh, which is great. And I, I, I recommend that you do that uh, so that you make Aaron run as much as possible. Um, yeah, because because Aaron still has not been to the gym yet, so it's uh, yeah. I'm not I'm not as convinced on going to I the gym either. yet. <laughs> we, we, I've we, been trying to work it out more. Really put a damper on my workout regimen. You know, not being able to go to the gym. I picked uh, up so. heavy furniture yesterday and moved it around. <laughs> I know you guys did that earlier yesterday, Paula. Wanted to rearrange the bedroom, uh, um, so that was my exercise this week. Um, and so, um, yeah, I'm not convinced the gym is is. Um, is where I necessarily, I want to take my risk yet. Well, they were, we were talking on the discord last week and somebody was like, man, I really, I really want these donuts or something like that. And I was like, man, I'm starting to look like a damn donut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, is. I don't feel it's safe to, for me to go to a gym yet. Right. You know, I, so Brandon, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> you know, the funny part is. If you don't know me, I haven't been to a gym in five years. So don't think <laughs> right. I'm picking on gyms out right. there. people. Right. <laughs> Jim's tough. Um, I'm a big uh, swimmer, and uh, which requires a shower afterwards. Yeah, and I'm I'm just I'm trying to figure out how that works. But um, um, and for the record, for those who've seen me, that make your orca the whale jokes right there, <laughs> um, uh, which I completely deserve. Um, but yes. Um, it's one of those things where we're, we're going to all make those value judgments. You were talking about they poured rain here yesterday, all day. Oh, man. And today, yeah, and today, today too. Yeah. And this morning, it 10%, was, 10 to 15% chance of rain poured. Poured. Classic. Like, yeah. it, it was, I mean, it was pouring the whole time we were on yeah. uh, Rob's uh, herf last yeah. night. I was going to keep the garage door open because I was smoking in the garage because it, it was, it was drizzling when I went on and then it <laughs> started lightning and pouring rain. And yeah. I know that's, that's not going to work. So. Yeah, it's uh, you know we talked last week, uh, Brandon, about the, some of the things that we are going to hopefully continue out of this. And one of the things is I made a ton of friends online who I I, I value. You know, yeah. um, we talk about the things that I'm going to reengage because mm -hmm. these are the friends that I, you know, locally that I I need to get back in touch with and spend time with. Um, but you know that Saturday night herf, as long as I don't, you know don't fall down on the way to my bed. This is really <laughs> something I've enjoyed. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but yeah. It's been, it's been cool because, you know, we've been in on a couple of those. That's something that I think has been great for the industry um, that is going to continue. We have talked many times about doing these with our shop and it, with all the remodeling and stuff we've done this the last week, um, I haven't made it happen. We, we've done one. Um, that was a was a lot of fun, but yeah. I think that is really cool because this allows um, you know us to get in front of people that aren't going to be able to come to Little Rock America uh, or wherever your shop is. They can't be everywhere at once, yeah. and so you're going to get uh, these principles from the shops. You know the people that you know, the names on the bands. You're going to be able to do these virtual herfs with them. Yeah. And it's a lot more convenient for them. They can be in Nicaragua, or they can be in Miami, or they can be wherever they live. Yeah, yeah. And they can still do these things, and everybody can interact with them, yeah. which is going to be a fantastic thing for the industry. And I think the companies that I've done these with or that I've talked to about it, they're excited about that because 
you know, Lito Gomez can't go to every shop, yeah. um, you know, in the country. Uh, he, he's just busy and, you know, we've tried to have him here and things come up and, and, um, you know, it's just really tough on these guys, but to be able to do this virtual harps more convenient yeah. and they're going to be able to get more people to, to jump in there and do it. So I think that's cool. Um, you know, for us doing things, we don't do online sales, um, like on our website. And that's something that I've thought about a couple times, but, but haven't done, uh, because we, we really want to be a place that that's about building relationships. We're not just a retail store. I mean, we want to sell cigars. We need to sell cigars, but, um, you know, we just haven't, haven't decided to invest that, that time in putting, uh, products on our website to order. Uh, but we still will put stuff out on social media or we'll put stuff out, um, through email and people can call in, they can come by and curbside, pick it up or we'll mail it, you know? And so that's something that I hope continues for us is that we'll be able to do these deals like we were throwing a big event, but you can still take advantage of it. Maybe we can do that more often, yeah. but it'll just be a curbside type thing or a mail order deal and we'll mail cigars wherever. And so that's been a real help to our business over the last two months yeah. is people calling in. We have some good deal going on a brand where there's something cool that they might want to get or they just need to stock up. And so uh, they're going to take advantage of those deals. Um, that's been a huge help for us because we haven't been able to have the events every month like we normally do. Uh, so that's going to hurt our sales at the end of the month. But being able to do those those deals throughout the week via social media and email and then mail that stuff out or have people swing by and we'll bring it out to the car. We're just like every other business, really, like doing whatever you can to, yeah. to try to make it, right? Sure. Um, but I think some of that stuff is going to make a lot of businesses stronger uh, in the long run because they'll have these things in place that they didn't have before that'll be more convenient for, for shoppers and it'll help them uh, be able to offer specials or deals or fun things for them to take advantage of uh, that will will help their sales out, I think, in the long run. Sure. Well, you're starting to see a lot of just not cigar shops, but small businesses in general, you know, adapt and do other things. Like, you know, a co- uh, last episode or the episode before, I was talking about Zaza down here in Little Rock, the wood, the wood fire pizza. Yep. You know, they do a make and take or a take and make yep. pizza thing. And, you know, they started it whenever all this happened. And I hope they continue with that because yeah. we, we did that again this past weekend. And it's just, it's fun. It's a fun little, you know, date night where, you know, you're actually stretching out the dough. You're doing, you're making everything yourself. Sure. So it's just like, it just adds a, you know, you're still getting a, a really good pie, but you're just making it yourself. So I, I'm hoping that they continue doing that because that's going to be something. It's going to yeah. be like our yeah. weekly tradition now because we always, get pizza from somewhere so we, hell, we might as well get something good and make it ourselves and and stuff like that and that's a great little local business we we yeah. got a last weekend we got a we got empanadas from buenos Aires again oh, yeah. the frozen oh, ones yeah. we got yeah uh, the family uh chicken with the grilled vegetables and we had that on saturday night and then we kept the empanadas for the week yeah and then one night we just you know uh, egg washed it and threw it in the oven and and it was great, man. You if know? you if you want meat, that's the place to go to get your get meat. The oh. Chicken, the chi- I mean, they just like four pieces of chicken and grilled vegetables. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, I'm I'm eating healthy this one night, and <laughs> yeah. it's the best chicken you've ever had, and uh, the so, best mojito I've ever had yeah. came from there. Yeah. Well, I'm not commenting on whether I had the mojito <laughs> or not, because um, it was take I, you drove by, so that would be against well, the law. Well, no, because you can get margaritas to go now in Little Rock. Uh, yeah. So. And wow. people think that might stick around. Yeah. You know? so. I mean, like Oklahoma just uh, uh, is now enacted where uh, they're going to do alcohol delivery 
you know, from here on out. So yeah. Yeah. I know Frank was saying they have alcohol delivery mm-hmm. now in, in LA. In yeah. LA. Uh, one of the things I was noticing too, I was wondering, uh, like Crux, you have Crux here now and you have these small boutique uh, brands. And I'm wondering if that's going to enable you to do events with them easier. We've, we've started to, you know, with the Viva La Vida, which we're hopeful that you guys will have a chance to get in here into Arkansas. Cause I, um, but we, you know, we've, you get these, these folks that, are smaller brands that don't travel as much because they they don't have that kind of presence. Maybe you'll be able to do online uh, events with them to, to get their exposure out there and, and with their shop. You, yeah. you guys have made a, a huge splash here with the Crux brand, and maybe they could, you know, maybe virtual events with with some of the smaller boutique brands would would mm-hmm. be a really big play. Yeah, no, I mean I think we'll do that with lots of folks, small and big. Um, you know, the interesting thing about that is typically the smaller companies are, they're more apt to do in-person events are they because really? they're not, they're trying to grow a brand. They're trying to put a face there's, the There's product. not a demand for. So they want to show up and shake it. And, and so they out. have some time to do that or they have, maybe that's more of their role starting out, um, you know, is traveling a lot. You know, Jonathan Drew with Drew Estate used to do this all the time. With Drew Estate, as they were becoming a huge brand, Jonathan Drew was constantly out promoting that brand. A lot of other brands, you know, are that way. Um, where you know, Aganor's Leaf is is another that we carry, and you know, they're out doing their blending seminars uh, with that. You know, and so a lot of the the smaller companies will do those kind of things a lot uh, because they really enjoy it and they're trying to grow a brand. And in a market, you know. Like Fuente, maybe in eighty percent or ninety percent of cigar shops, um, you know, Crux might be in fifteen or twenty. I don't know those numbers, but um, so they don't have the same demand on the uh, on on their folks, and they want to do those events to try to grow them. Yeah, um, that might be true. We've enjoyed because in this moment they've had like virtual cut and lights with some of those brands getting to know some of those guys and hear their stories. I haven't heard the Crux guys, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that would be, that would be cool. You get on them, get on them, tell them to yeah. do it. Well, let's touch on these cigars. Um, so we're, we're coming up to the second third of the cigar. So what is everybody getting on these? You know, it's interesting. I didn't want to forget this. So, but, but on the cold draw, I mean, it was really like raisiny. I got this like raisiny flavor to it that I thought was really interesting. Um, but this, I, I agree with what you guys were saying earlier, how this, this is smoking a lot better than the one I smoked mm-hmm. when we immediately got it. Oh, yeah. Th- oh, this is a hundred times better than the one we had. It's that, burning that great. Night. Um, and it's really rich. It's got a lot of strength to it. Um, I'm not getting as much, like the first time we smoked it, I got a lot of woodiness to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting a lot of that cedary woody notes uh, anymore like we did two months ago. I mean, so just... Mm-hmm just sitting for that little bit amount of time, I can mean, I can definitely taste a big difference because, you know, I was the one that told you, I was like, yeah, you got those, let them sit for a minute uh, just because they were, I mean, they were good, but it was to, to me, it was just a little too woody. Uh, but these, I mean, it's almost like a totally different, uh, totally different cigar now. And the smoke coming off of it, it's just, I mean, we're, the shop is gray right yeah. now. It's, uh, <laughs> it is. it's, it's a good thing there's a lot of uh, space in there. I'm getting a lot of Buzz Lightyear out of this one. Uh, no Woody, <laughs> really at all. Um, 
I'm getting uh, earthiness. Yeah. Uh, I, wood is not a flavor that I particularly get. I, I, I get undertones of wood on this. Um, I'm getting some earthiness. Some ri- Definitely it's a rich cigar um, for sure. Um, get, um, I'm getting, like I said, I'm getting a lot of earthiness out of it. I'm enjoying mm-hmm. it. Um, I'm getting no spice at all, which which you wouldn't expect. But yeah, you'd think it'd kind of be a powerhouse, especially how it looks like, and it is a powerhouse cigar. Yeah, it's strong. Um, so I do get a little bit of like woody, cedary spice on the retrohale, and uh, I do like woody, spicy cigars quite a bit. Um, so I'm really liking this. I think it is like Mark said, rich, and it's not like overpoweringly woody or spicy, mm. um, which I thought it would be. Um, but it is rich, you know, almost kind of like leathery kind of, yeah, maybe like a dark espresso-y kind of uh, flavor profile. Yeah, it, I mean, a little a little nutty, a little woody. It's, it's really nice. So this one, it's a uh, Dominican Puro, like I said, with the uh, Pella de Oro wrapper. Um, comes in one size, six and a half by 52. Um, and it is, it's, uh, let's see. 250 boxes of 105 count. So 26,250 cigars total. Right there. Just snapped it out. Just snapped out the map. Bam. (laughs) Boom. But I mean, if you think about, like, we think of, oh, 10,000, 20,000, 100,000 cigars. But I mean, it's 250 boxes. Yeah. That's not a lot. Every shop gets one box, which that's kind of how it goes. Some will get two or three, maybe, if they're a big time account. But you're talking about 200 ish stores across the country that have this yeah. and there are thousands of cigar shops yeah so it's not one that's easy to find no nope. um no I'm- and that's just the way that uh that's the way the cigar has been that's the way they want it to be yep. and uh you know i can appreciate it. it's always a treat when when they're like hey we got a new small batch coming out yeah um because they're a really nice cigar but before we, we could re- not get this in springfield we could not yeah well, before we started recording, you know, we we're going over the scar. And when you saw that it was a Pela de Oro, you're like, ooh, yeah, that's. Uh. Yeah, you know, and so if you guys don't know about Pela de Oro, which you shouldn't because you're not a cigar nerd like me. Um, <laughs> but if you are, then, you know, Pela de Oro is a really special tobacco. Yeah. Um, so what but is it's it not, special? It's not an you amazing know? tobacco. It's it's special because it's, you know, it's weak. Um, and so. Pelo de Oro is kind of an original Cuban tobacco, okay. kind of referred to as the godfather of tobacco or the grandfather or whatever, not godfather, grandfather of tobacco. It's like the tobacco plant that started it all. Yeah. And so, but it's a very weak plant and it's susceptible to mold and spores and viruses. And so they stopped using it. And so no one really uses this tobacco anymore to produce cigars, mass quantity cigars, because it's been hybridized so many times and now you're getting these huge plants. You know, you guys had Steve on here talking about the, the tobacco they're growing down at the Garcia Farms, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's over 10 feet tall. This tobacco plant is probably three or four foot tall. The leaves are a lot smaller. So you're probably, I don't know this, a guy that, that knows cigars in farming would know this better than me, but I would assume you're going to get 25% or less yield on pellet oro than you will with traditional Corojo um, you know, 99 or Habano or whatever tobacco that you're using. Um, the leaves are really small. Um, and so they don't get a ton of tobacco. And so the people that grow this are growing this because it's very unique. And that's where you're getting those dark, rich flavor. You're getting it from that pellet oro, that wrapper. Um, the people that grow it, 
they're growing it for very specific cigars um, that are very special. Um, and that's tobacco is very expensive because it is <clears throat> such a low yield tobacco. Uh-huh. Um, and so I got to see these plants at the Garcia farm, the, my father factory uh, in uh, Esteli, Nicaragua. They use it on their 10th or on their anniversary cigar that they come out with every year. And what they do is, so like this year, I think it was the Jaime Garcia. And so what they do is, yeah. That's um, a great cigar. They use that Jaime Garcia blend, but they use the Pelo de Oro tobacco in it. Mm. Where a regular Jaime Garcia, maybe eight to 10 bucks. The, the, the anniversary one's 20 or whatever yeah. it is, you yeah, know, it's 23. And that's because the, the Pelo de Oro tobacco, um, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, just a very low yield tobacco. They can't grow enough of it to maintain uh, a mass produced cigar with it. Sure. And so it's, it's a lot more expensive. Uh, it doesn't make any sense really for them to grow it other than if they want to make a special cigar like this sure. or that my father 10th anniversary. So it's the um, OG of tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh it translates to hair of gold and it's, you know, it says it's not a terribly used, terribly used tobacco in cigars anymore. Um, but like, you know, it, it is a it's a it's a splotchy wrapper, but splotchy. but it's I mean every cigar looks that way. I started admiring my cigar a little differently now. I don't know that I would call it splotchy. Well, it, it's, it's just like sheen yeah, it's it. like it's not just like a consistent I same color. Just, yeah, you just notice the veins a little yeah. more in it. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. It's it's almost like a piece of like worn leather where it has like the light and the dark spots on. So it. Friday night I was looking at the ninetieth uh, Padron and how unperfect that cigar is yeah i mean it, it looks like a hand rolled like on like a hand roll, but it's beautiful right yeah. in its way and this cigar that that wrapper looks sort of it's it's little, u- it's ugly pretty it's it's if you it's if like you me. ever wondered why i believe there's only one is there only one padrone put in a tube uh right. i think that yeah. yeah the 90th so yeah the 90th. Yeah. could yeah. be a correlation there i don't know we were playing on discord friday night favorite padrone um uh several of us were playing that uh-huh. with kevin and uh, and we were just talking about it with somebody who had never smoked a padrone and he was trying to figure out which one to start and my answer is you need to smoke all of them yeah. because they're yeah. all beautiful in their own way yeah, yeah start with the 50th and then <laughs> right right be, be unimpressed by everything yeah. else right. see like the 90th the the, the maduro tubo is the only cigar I smoke that one time a year, and that's just on my birthday. That's yeah. that's my one we were thing that I do. Sixty fourth and the sixty four and the twenty six, and mm-hmm. what about the fiftieth and all of those? And yeah. so we're well, the fiftieth is, you know, I think is an amazing cigar. I'd say it's it's yeah. the best cigar, in my opinion. Padron's put out right there with the Millennium Blend that they put out. Sure, but I'll tell you, my favorite like regular production Padron is the um, twenty six number thirty five. That little that little guy. Um, Maduro specifically, I like, um, right now more, uh, but man, that thing, I love that cigar. See, I like the 64, the little guy Maduro. Mm-hmm. Exclusivo. Um, uh, yeah. Principe. The, the Principe. And we were just, it just it hits me, right? So mm-hmm. we were talking, and the thing we all agreed upon was the smaller ring gauge shorters, for some reason, in the Padrones are, in the high end ones are better, but... Mm-hmm. But just guys bullshitting about cigars. Well, they don't have a lot of big engaged cigars. No, you no. Know. no. You mean the seven? Other than the seven thousand, right? And the Anversario series are not. 
they're not a lot of big ring gauge. Nope, definitely true. So we uh, we got things a little out of order. So uh, do we want to talk about yeah, the so, album we were given? Yeah, so let's do the uh, the album. So this week we were given an album uh, by Adrian from, you know, he's one of the uh, members of the uh, Luxury Cigar Club also. He's on the Discord. Yep. Uh, so he gave us our first listener-supported album, and he gave us the band uh, or the group, I guess. Uh, 2000 Fold? Well, that, that's the name of the album, The Styles of, Styles of Beyond. Um, I thought is, it was a group. I thought it was two thousand fold, and the album was Styles of Beyond. No, the, no, the, no, no. The group is Styles of Beyond. Can't believe you thought that, Mark. <laughs> the the album is no I'm two thousand really, fold. I'm convinced. I'm, nah, well, <laughs> okay, fine, fair enough. Yep. I'm while you're talking. You're going to double check gonna on verify. me. I'm going to verify. Okay. I don't trust you. Yeah, don't trust me. So, um, this is a type of hip hop. It's definitely. It, 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 reminisced a lot of me of the early 2000s um you know i got a lot of jurassic five out of it um which is one of my favorite you know old school hip-hop groups from early 2000s mid 2000s somewhere okay. around there it remind it remind me a lot of that um you know it's if i'm going to listen to sort of a rap or hip-hop it's going to be kind of like this style not so much um of you know, the more new age style stuff, like what you hear a lot, a lot now I'm, I teetered more towards like you, a lot of the more of the nineties, the G funk, mm -hmm. you know, just in that, because I guess in that time you were around my age then. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was kind of that, the rebel kid listening to it. Then when parents were probably saying no. Um, so with that, it was a solid album. Yeah. Nothing really stood out to me as, you know, as deep as what we got with like MERS. Yeah. Um, but there was some really good, solid stuff. I thought the, I thought the, I thought it was good. Yeah. It was, that was very good. I enjoyed the album. I, it was I, not as, um, deep as MERS. MERS yeah. is to me much like, um, like somebody was like was soul searching yeah. music, and this I, I don't this think was, you're gonna. I don't think we're gonna find one as right. deep as Murs, honestly, right. in that hip hop realm. Um, right. Just because he does, he stands out above you know a lot of people. Yeah. But this album, it was a good solid a good album. album. Yeah, um, I've actually you know I've never heard that album before. I have heard their some of their some of their earlier or their newer stuff. Okay, um, there's one that was like an all purple album. I forget the name of it. But uh, this one, um, so we talked before we got on the air. Yes. And we actually chose the same the same yeah. song. I thought the rhymes were really good. I thought mm -hmm. they were clever. I, one of the things that I enjoy, I think that country music and rap have in common is when the lyrics are good, mm -hmm. you can listen out of your style and you enjoy it because the 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 music the the writing is clever. Yeah. And I thought the light writing was clever. And I yeah, I thought the um, Winnetka exits yep. was some particularly good writing, mm -hmm. and I enjoyed it. Yep. And I also thought the the um, the music. I don't, I don't. I don't have the hip hop term here. Mm -hmm. The rhyme or the, the 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 beat behind it was particularly engaging, yep. and I enjoyed that song the most. There were about three or four songs where I thought I chose between. Mm -hmm. um, 
Um, but uh, I thought that was the best. Yeah, me too. So like the the very first line was like he was talking about driving driving around in L.A. in his piece of shit where, Honda Accord. Yeah, where, where did where all these, and he, and he had no money. He money. just needs a couple bucks for gas. Right. And it's just I don't know that I I got a lot of that because around the you know around the year ninety nine two thousand when this album came out, I was driving around in a piece of shit Oldsmobile Cutlass Sierra that was turd brown. You know, just thinking I was hot shit. And, but, you know, I kind of got a little bit of that, you know, that feel and vibe off that and just trying to, you know, trying to, you know, pave your own lane. So that, that song, I, I liked that the most. There were some really yeah. good ones on there, but for the MCs on the lines that they did, you know, the yeah. verses, the chorus, you know, then you had, I yeah. like the, the, you know, the. Tons of, first of all, in the, in the whole album, tons of Star Wars references, mm-hmm. tons of pop culture references, yeah. enjoyed all of that. Um, referenced, uh, I mean, the. The, the 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 X-wing and all yeah. that stuff was, yeah. it was enjoyable. I enjoyed listening. To, I listened to this album probably five times. Yeah, first couple of times I'm going. This all sounds. There was a very a lot of same, and then and started listening to the individual songs, mm-hmm. and it sort of broke out. Enjoyed enjoy, enjoyed all of that. And um, I was the same I way with you. It was tight. I, yeah, I, I thought they were very good. Um, uh, but the the pop culture, the the rhymes in particular, they, you can tell that they are not. Um, they did not. It's not the same old sort of yeah. tropes that, that you hear. There was there was a couple songs about shooting up stuff and all that, there, yeah. which you have to do, I suppose. It's the old I, I'm sitting on the tailgate country trope. Yeah, right. But um, for the most part, the the songs you know were clever and and all of that. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. And you know, just sitting here thinking while you're while you were talking, you know, it. I I I texted you and I was like. What do you think of the album? And you kind of gave me the same response that I had at the time where like it was good, but like it is, it kind of sounds the same, but, but after listening to it a couple more times, I, the flow of it was so well that it almost made it sound the same. But like what I did, what you did where I kind of jumped around songs. There's a, there's a big distinct difference between songs, but from beginning to end, it did just flow so well so it was like a one continuous yep. one continuous uh, song almost but it was i i enjoyed it i listened to some other their some of their other stuff as well and i'll probably put it in my normal rotation yeah, i enjoyed it, it was uh, fun. thing so yeah we we happen to choose so these the, guys, the same song uh, are these so you've heard these guys because the, these guys were like uh, clean out of the blue for me uh yeah so i mean like i was saying like it reminded me a lot of jurassic five which i'm a big jurassic five fan okay um and so like on my jurassic five radio i know some of their stuff has come up but it's never been from this album it's been from uh one of their others but uh yeah i i I enjoyed it immensely and i like the fact that you know um you know we had a listener that 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 gave it to us this is exactly what we wanted it was very cool and i um we were playing. Uh, we were playing when that uh, exit uh, before, so Brandy could hear a little bit of them, and uh, and it was um, it was exactly what uh, we were hoping for. And thank you. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I I've listened to this album four or five times this mm-hmm. week, um, and the first time through, you just went and you listened to. It. I really couldn't tell when one song started and stopped. 
the funny part is when exit has a weird stop in the middle, which I thought, I thought it, I thought thought it was a different song. And you just go, well, that's a completely different um, rhythm. Nope. I thought the same thing. And you just go, okay, nope. And then I picked it up uh, yesterday and and went, still playing. Yeah. Same name song. Yep. And you just go, okay, cool. Because it's whenever he starts talking about Vin Scully is when I thought that was a, I thought that was a different song. Vin Scully about six times. I thought, well, this dude's from LA. So that's fine. That's probably an old white guy reference, but that's fine. That's actually the, uh, the DJ. The DJ, yeah. Okay. And, and that's his name, Vince Scully. Yeah. Because you just go, he's referencing Vince Scully a lot. I don't, okay, fine. But <laughs> Vince Scully is like, okay. But that makes more sense when yep. you explain that to me today. Yep. But so that was a, a good album. I, I enjoy it. So we it have. It was totally cool. So we have a, we have a nice bar. So we now nice bar. we have to have, you know, the next listener supported one in four weeks or so. Um, we'll, we'll see where that goes and, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll talk about the our- weird song of the whole album was Marco Polo. Though. Yes. <laughs> it was a weird ass song. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I was listening. It was the next to last song on the, it's, it's a long album. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's almost an hour. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm listening to Marco Polo going, okay, that's a weird ass song. <laughs> so there you go. So yeah. now everybody's got to listen to Marco Polo cause that's you're just going, that's, that's fun. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I, I recommend everybody listen to that, you know, listen to it straight through and then jump around because then you'll see yeah. definitely the differences. Enjoyed of the, the heck out of it. So there was no screaming. <laughs> I noted that. No, no screaming. Uh, I'll, I'll, I got you though. I got you though. Don't oh, worry no. about that. No, no, no. So Looking forward uh, to it next week. Um, before we get into the cigars again, so some of the biggest news to happen this week is that it is officially known that PCA is now um, was it is it canceled or pro- postponed? I think they actually said it was canceled. You guys didn't tell this me this. I think it was uh, canceled. 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 Okay. Um, I mean, I, I don't think there's any way they could postpone and try to. Yeah. I mean, when you start talking about conferences in Vegas, it's tough. Yeah. And then with as many conventions that have been canceled or are going to be trying to go on, you know, you know, the second half of the year if they're even going to be allowed to, yeah. then uh, there's no way. I, I, I don't think that PCA could could do that. The timing of PCA has is, is been something that has been up for discussion for years, um, but later in the year is not what's up for discussion. You know, the people that would, would want it at a different time would be earlier in the year. Um, so I, I don't think because retail, the cigar business specifically, um only ramps up as you get later in the year and it's busier and busier. I think it would be a lot tougher to get people to go to the trade show uh, in October or November because shops are, you know, it's just such a, a busy time and vital time of year and you don't need to buy a bunch of stuff. You already need the stuff by then. Right. So if you're going in November and buying a bunch of stuff, you better sell it all for Christmas because January, February yeah. and into March is going to be dead and you're going to be holding a lot of product. So I don't, I don't think, you know, and I don't make these decisions for them. I'm just speculating, but uh, I don't. I don't think that there's any way they could do it later in the year. Um, and, and right now, there's not even any kind of guidelines on. Hey, in October, you could do it and have 2,000 people there. You know, the only speculation that has been released so far is that 250 people number, and that's from the hotels and the conventions. You know, from the the city of Las Vegas. There's no, I don't know any convention yeah. that could limit it to 250 people, you know, uh, at a convention center. Those things are huge and you're bringing in people from all over the country. Uh, I mean, they wouldn't even, they wouldn't even cover the vendors, you know, 
a handful of the, some of the big vendors um, for the cigar trade show. So that's going to be tough on them to, to get that going again. Yeah, right. there, there was a really good write-up on Half Wheel. Um, he broke it down into 12 different points. Um, if you have 40 minutes or so to read the article, um, definitely take some time to, to read that because he breaks it down pretty well. But, uh, you know, as a owner, coming from an owner's point of view, what does it look like, you know, because PCA, you know, they, they get a lot of their money from the manufacturers. But for a lot of the shops, this, you know, this is their time to not their time to shine, but this is where they do a bulk of their a bulk of their stuff, learning the new product, getting new product into their brick and mortars. Where does that where where do you think that lies now between, you know, the 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 lounges all across the country? Well, I think just like the whole world has had to adapt, companies will just adapt. You're spot on. It is the biggest trade show for our industry by far. Uh, it is where we go to find new products, to take advantage of deals, to find new companies, um, to get access to exclusive things that are only available there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is a big deal for cigar shops um, to go there. Um, yeah, because Fuente was doing a exclusive uh, – it wasn't expu- exclusive blend, but is a, an exclusive cigar you can only get if you right. actually went to, went yeah. to the show. And so, you know, that's that's another topic, but I'll hit on it real quick. Um, a lot of companies have started doing the trade show deals um, and not calling them the trade show deals. Now it's our summertime deals mm-hmm. or or whatever, and they'll offer them for like the whole month of July while the trade show is going on. To make it easier for shops that can't, you know, if you've got a shop that's an owner-operator where the guy that owns a shop works it 60 hours a week and he might have one other employee or two, he can't close the shop for a week to yeah. go to the trade show. Yeah. Um, and so they wanted it to be accessible to everyone. Um, and so a lot of the companies started doing the trade show deals uh, via email. And so a lot of people stopped going to the show because they didn't see that there was a lot of value there. Um, I, I don't, I don't think that way at all. Um, you know, I was doing a zoom call with Pete, uh, Pete Johnson and Casey and Dan uh, from Tatuaje, Latelier and surrogates um, last week. And they asked, it hadn't been canceled. It was like the day before or two days before it got canceled. And they said, Hey, if it's open, we're going to be there. You know, I'm just curious how many would you be there if, if it's open? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And a couple other of the shop owners said, yeah, we'll be there. For me, it's about building relationships with the shop owners and seeing those people or, or the, the vendors, the manufacturers, seeing those people, seeing other shop owners from all over the country where that's really the only time I'm going to see them in a year. Usually, you know, um, if a friend of mine owns a shop in Connecticut, um, you know, or Dallas or, or whatever, yeah. I'm not going to Dallas maybe once in a while, but I'm not going to see those people very often. Yeah. So the trade show is a time for us to all get together. So I love going and I will always go, um, if it's there, uh, you know, if it's, if it's happening, but I understand that there hasn't always been a value for you to go as far as the deals. It used to be that way. You only got the deals at the show. So a lot of these companies to, um, to incentivize people to go to the show, they started offering exclusive things at the show the last year or two. Um, and so, yeah, Fuente and some other companies have done that where there's only deals you can get if you go to the show or exclusive products that you would only get if you're there. And so uh, that that's, you know, certainly not going to happen now. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, if it's a one-year thing and then next year we're just back on track, then it's not that big of a deal. You know, we, we skip a year. 
Um, they're still going to be releasing new products. We'll just know about it via email um, or the reps will come by and tell us about it if they can start traveling again, which some of them have started traveling to some stores um, and some of them aren't yet, but uh, we'll know about the products. They'll come by, they'll show us the products. They'll show us, you know, all the new things and the deals that they have. So we'll still have access to it. It just won't be um, the same huge, exciting, yeah. um, you know, trade show that you get to go to and see everything get hyped up. And you're not going to see a bunch of brands that you, that you haven't done business with, you know, at the trade show, there's hundreds, you know, I'd say more than 500 vendors there. Um, you know, we don't carry, but maybe 25 to 50 different brands in our store at a given time. Um, so there's tons of brands that we don't carry that, mm-hmm. that that's our opportunity to get to sample their product, to meet the people that make it, find out how they do it. So, you know, we're not going to get to do that, but you know, if, if everything goes according to plan, which it won't, nothing ever does, but, uh, you know, if we're there next year, then yeah, I don't think that's a, a huge hit to the industry. I think it does hurt. I think there's a lot of things that, that people are going to have to figure out, you know, behind the, behind the scenes that you might not think about because all that booth rent has been paid for. Yeah. Um, you know, are they going to get that money back? Because that's a lot of money for, for most manufacturers. It's a lot of money. Um, so do, but do PCA you think this could at the be, same time needs that money to operate their so organization? Do, do you think this you could do you think this could be going to say like litigation between who gets money reimbursed, who gets money back, who doesn't? I mean, like you said, there's sure. I mean a lot of money changes hands during that one week. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just for the hotel, but for the you know the big manufacturers, which makes up like sixty percent of the PCA. Um, you know, the, the, the money they bring in, then you have a couple million dollars for, was it Sands is where it's at. I mean, yeah, it's just this year it's at, it was at the Sands Expo. I Center. mean, it's, I mean, there's going to when we were talking about a couple weeks ago, it was kind of like, you know, it was a standoff who was going to blink first. Mm-hmm. Was it going to be for the insurance side? Was it going to be Vegas or was it going to be the PCA itself? And it was, you know, it kind of came down to, I guess, PCA blinked. Um, I don't think we know that. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we know Blink first. Um, Vegas is starting. To, the rumor is Vegas is starting to. Well, they're taking reservations, but they've started to take reservations a couple times. And to be honest with you, the gambling board is not authorized. Um, actually, opening the casinos yet. Yeah. Uh, Arizona has. Uh, uh, Hot Springs opens tomorrow. Yeah, and, but Vegas actually hasn't been cleared by the gambling commission to open their casinos yet. So I, I don't think we actually know who blinked. Um, so in some ways, um, there we probably will never know who yeah. blinked first. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably one of those things where they don't want anything yeah. out behind the closed doors. Do you think this would be a a toehold though for TPE to kind of take a you know step forward because they would be, I guess, the next trade show up because it's kind of like offset between every six months or so. So I mean, TPE already happened. You know, you went to it, uh, you know, PCA was, was next. So TPE would be next up and, you know, yeah. does this give them an advantage to try to get a little bit more, you know, these, they, they kind of, they kind of went the way of a lot of dispensaries, you know, lately, but now they kind of have, you would think they would have a, a destination to get more of the cigar side. Well, that, that's, that's been a trend of TPE before this stuff happened. Um, Yes, I think, uh, you know, it will help 
TPE. I don't know that it helps it much more. It, it had a lot of momentum before this happened. Um, for those, some of those reasons that we discussed already, uh, you know, PCA is a huge event. Um, the booth rent's outrageous, mm-hmm. you know, costs the manufacturers a ton of money. Um, when you factor in, you know, paying employees and staff and dinners and, you know, samples and deals. And I mean, it's just outrageous the amount of money. That yeah, costs you have to buy blocks to for hotel rooms too. And yeah. And so it's a tremendous amount of money. And so, uh, TPE, which is more all things tobacco related, um, and not, you know, PCA, which was, you know, IPCPR until last year was just premium cigars and pipes yeah. typically. Uh, then you started getting some hookah and that kind of thing in there, but, but that's, been geared more towards premium tobacco products to where TPE has been kind of everything. Um, the last couple of years, they've really tried to uh, entice, you know, premium cigar makers and cigar shop owners to come to that trade show. It's, a, it's at an earlier time in the year, which a lot of people like. Um, it's at a slow time of year. It's in January. Uh, so that's at a time where a lot of people can get away. Um, so, so there were a lot of advantages already. It's a much smaller trade show for premium cigars. It's crazy if you go to the trade show and if you guys have ever seen pictures or videos or you've been there, you know, you know, um, Altadas has a huge booth. You know, they may have 30 spaces. Uh, Then you go to TPE and they have one booth and, uh, it's hilarious because they have one booth and two chairs and two people sitting there. Uh, and you go to their, you know, Altadas, you know, which is Monte Cristo and Romeo and Julieta, but, but, you know, Fuente and Rocky and Perdomo and all those Ashton, they have huge events, you know, I mean, huge spaces, like as big as our cigar shop mm-hmm. with lounges set up and products and all that. And TPE is a much smaller deal, right? It's just about business. You know, we're here, here's the deals we can hang out, but they don't have, it's not as extravagant. And so there were a lot of, uh, things that were appealing to, uh, TPE, a lot of manufacturers were going. Uh, two years ago, I went, and this year I did not go because I was in Conway uh, opening that store, and I couldn't leave. So I didn't get a chance to go to it this year, but I hear that uh, cigar-wise, it was a lot bigger. Um, there were a lot more vendors, a lot more. Uh, and I talked to a lot of shop owners and vendors that went this year that didn't go last year. That is a growing thing. I don't think it slows down. I think that's going to continue to grow. You know, um, I won't stop going to PCA. Um, and they may have to make some adjustments, you know, uh, but, uh, I, I don't think that it hinders PCA going forward. I think it's just, they have to do what they have to do. They don't want to close or not have the show. They're, they have to, the manufacturers, the vendors, PCA and Vegas are all going to have to be understanding that it couldn't happen and that they're one of many trade shows that can't happen, you know? So I'm sure there'll be something that comes out that, uh, is pretty standard for, for those trade shows that couldn't happen, uh, whether vendors get their, their booth rents back or, um, you know, the, the Sands Expo Center doesn't charge them, uh, or, or something, you know, uh, I don't know how that stuff works. Uh, that's above my pay grade for sure. Uh, but yeah, that'll all work itself out, but I don't think, um, because they can't have a trade show this year that it, that it's going to mean TPE is huge and PCA is not. I think TPE is already growing and and will continue to grow. <clears throat> Whether it gets to be as big as PCA or not for the premium cigar industry, I don't know. Uh, but it's already growing uh, a lot and will continue to grow. There's a lot of advantages to go to that, uh, I think. Sure. Cool. And I really like, I really enjoyed it because 
I got to go into a booth with Matt Booth or, yeah. you know, Pete Johnson or Jared from Kristoff. And like, we got to hang out. Yeah. Well, didn't you get, didn't you get your well, picture published with Booth? Yeah. Two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't all the extravagance. Yeah, you don't do that when you go to Rocky's booth and there are 50 people there to see him, yeah. you know, like, or a hundred, you know, it's, it's not, there's not nearly the, the hype and, and as many people. So I really liked that it was smaller, you know, after the, the trade shows over, we all go to the bar, yeah. the bar area, which, you know, might hold 50 people. And there's three or 400 of us there, uh, industry people. And, and you, like, it wears me out. Cause that's not my scene. You guys yeah. know, that's not my scene. Uh, but you can't even sit down. You can't even get in. You can't even walk up to the bar and get a drink. You can't even find these people are surrounded by 20 or 30 people. You know, like you don't have any interaction unless they're somebody that you know really well, or you're, you're prepared to meet someone else that's new that's standing on the outside. I mean, uh, PCA is really hard to, to, to enjoy on a personal level Mm -hmm. um, because it's just so big. Um, TPE was really nice because we got to sit down there and there may be 10 of us and three or four of them own cigar companies, you yeah. know, just and a more intimate. Absolutely. Setting. Yeah. yeah. So you wonder really if they're going to be able to keep that intimate setting just because it's going to, but it yeah, sounds like it not. was, a, um, but it, it, it's interesting because TPE is not going to lobby for premium cigar manufacturers. They'll have the, you know, the criticism of PCA was that they lobbied too much just for premium cigars. TPE, is going to appeal more to Altadis and them um, because they are going to broad, they're going to lobby for the broader interests. Mm-hmm. So it is interesting. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I think we need to have a realistic um, view of what the rest of the year looks like because we were talking earlier about you reopening the lounge and when that'll eventually happen in the state of Arkansas, we'll give you that guidance. Um, we need to have realistic expectations about the real, the rest of the year for, for Vegas um, there are going to be no big conferences the rest of the year for Vegas. There's not going to be a – this isn't going to go – this is not going to fizzle away. I mean, I'm not going to – I mean, it's yeah. just not going to do that. Um, and so there's not going to be big conferences the rest of the year. There's um, – it's just not. And yeah. so, I mean, we don't need to talk we, – we've intentionally not talked COVID on this yeah. podcast. But um, people are asking about, like, you know – big conferences in, yeah. in July and they're just not going to happen. I mean, let's yeah. just be realistic about what, what is yeah. and what is not going to happen. Yeah. I don't, I don't even think, you know, we talk about who blinked first, you know, I don't think that like you mentioned, Mark, that, that, that wasn't even a thing. Like there's just no way that comp that is happening in July. Right. So, you know, sometimes you just have to do the right thing or do what has to be done. Protect your so, members. The trade show is not happening, so let's just say it's not happening, and then we have to worry about the fallout or how we recoup that later, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But we're not going to be allowed to do it. Um, yeah. You know, there's no way. Even if they said tomorrow everything was reopened, which we know is not happening, right. I don't think they could put on a trade show in four to six weeks, you no. know. Um, and and like like Mark said, I mean, it, it's it may be next year before they start allowing more than a few hundred people in those casinos at a time. I, mean, I don't know how that who makes those decisions and gambling and how that stuff works, you know, but it's not like in the next month or two, they're just going to say, yeah, let's go back to normal. I don't think, but, uh, I agree. But yeah, the the trade show just wasn't going to happen. I'm surprised it took them as long as it did to say, I mean, I think when you're talking about that much money involved and such a big deal for an industry, you want to hold out hope that we might be able to make it happen in some way. 
but there's just no way it was going to happen, you know, not with not with the the climate that we have right now and everything that's going on. So they had to they had to do that, and you know, just like we had to close our lounge and shops had to close up. I mean, like it's tough. Nobody wants to do that, right. but we have to do what, what what has to be done, and then we worry about how we move sure. forward later, you know. Right. Um, and th- and they'll they'll do fine. You know, it's a it's a great time. It's a great thing for our industry. Um, people love it. The manufacturers, for the most part, all enjoy being there, except for uh, four that weren't going to be there this year. Um, but a lot of people see the value in it, yep. um, and it'll be there next year if, if they're allowed to be there, you know. So, and I'll be there too. Yeah, yeah. I know you, you and I have talked about this. Um, that it is, it's a lot of fun, um, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. So, um, we uh, next year hopefully we'll get a chance to go and meet up with some of our listeners out there. We've yeah. talked about. A Vegas meetup. We're bummed that we're not going to get to do that this year. So yeah, yeah, yeah going to go there, but you know, we'll find a time. Paul yeah. and I were talking about. Um, I have a bigger concern personally because my wife. We were going to go to Aruba about a month and a half ago, and she um, is still blaming me personally <laughs> for this. And so we're talking <laughs> about what we're doing in the fall. Yeah, and. <clears throat> And, you know, we're trying to arrange that. And yeah. well, I was like, I'm, I'm in the middle of trying to still figure out Ireland. Our, our rescheduling Ireland because I, I mean, tech, yeah. I, I should be in Dublin right now, but yeah. as you can tell, I'm not. So one of the albums I'm going to give you in the future is Garth Brooks when he sings the song Ireland, <laughs> which is his ode to Ireland, um, where he sings Ireland, Ireland, my native home. So, um, but yes, um, one of the things uh, I know you, uh, you know, you, it's tough because a lot of shops, we were, we were talking down in Texas, they're, they're starting to reopen. And, mm-hmm. and I know you're waiting, um, you know, to figure out how to, to, how to reopen and when and all of that. Um, what's the proper guidance? I know we're, you know, I'm, I'm doing the same with my office, trying to figure out how to reopen and balance the safety of, of the employees and everything. And it's tough. I mean, obviously, as you know more, you're going to post it on Facebook and let us all know. But as of now, you're just curbside, right? And, yep. um, and and the thing to keep in mind is these shops reopening, I did air quotes for you guys, uh, a lot of them were shut down. You know, it wasn't that now their lounge is back open. It's now right. that they can sell yep. you something. Yeah. yeah. And so that, that's a big deal for them. Because you've know? been able to sell for, right. for the whole time. We, we never had to close our doors, you know, and um, a lot of shops had to close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of those shops in Texas were closed um, and now they're able to sell. Yeah. And some of them, you know, are, you know, are, at, you know, in, in Arkansas, the businesses that uh, people congregate in right now, the guidance is 30 percent capacity and you have to wear masks and gloves. Um, that That's not feasible for our cigar shop, um, you know, um, that, that means we only have a few people in here um, because we have to have employees and people shopping. Uh, so for, for us, for now, the department of health, you know, doesn't think that, that we need to be open and we're going to, we're going to be respectful of that. And, 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 you know, that's where we are getting our guidance from. Um, at some point, I think, you know, we're going to have to, you know, allow businesses to reopen, but, but we're moving in that direction. Yeah. It, it, it's a really tough time. There's not a, a quick fix to anything, um, relating to our economy and these businesses. It's not like even if we flip the switch and said everything's fine, let's open it back up. Lots, lots of businesses can't recover from this. I mean, they can't go months being closed and like like Just, it's not a big deal. Um, so so yeah. it's going to be tough, whatever um, path 
whatever state you live in, whatever path moving forward you, you can do. But for us specifically, I can speak to that, you know, um, for now. Yeah. Our lounge is closed. Um, we are, you know, still able to sell retail curbside. We'll mail you cigars. Uh, you can come in and, and pay for them, pick things out if you want to do that. Um, you know, we're only allowing a few people in the store at a time, uh, which is fine. You know, we don't usually get people piling in here at once. It's usually a fairly steady stream. Um, so still doing, you know, we have hand sanitizing stations and, you know, we're, we're trying to help you with the cigars. So um, that, that's not, you know, abnormal for us. We want to help you in the humidor. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, we want to, if, if possible, we want to pick out the cigars for you or, you know, if you know what you want, you can grab it. Um, we're just trying to limit the amount of, of cigars that get touched by, yeah. by people um, that come in. But we have hand sanitizer that people are, you know, sanitizing their hands and um, while they're in here. And, of course, we're wiping down all the surfaces, you know, our uh, cash register in the in the door and that kind of thing um, just to try to, sure. to, you know, keep things as clean and sanitary as possible. And uh, we're going to continue to do that until we feel um, that we have the okay to reopen. And I'm sure that when we do, it's going to be limited, you know. Yeah. Um, sure. Like we were doing before, we were limiting it to 10 people and keeping everybody six feet apart, which meant, you know, that really a little less than half of our chairs were being utilized. Um, but I think that's, that's just how things are going to happen moving forward for a little while. Um, and so, you know, I hope that, uh, you know, for, for listeners that are here in Little Rock, you know, we're, we're hoping that that's by June 1st. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, Let's see. none of the cigar shops in the, in the state that I talk to have, have any guidance that we are going to be able to reopen before that. Um, so, so that's where we're at, um, and hopefully we, we we want people back in here. That's what this place is all about, and so it, it kills us to not be open, you know. But um, you know we're having to do what what we feel is right and uh, try to keep everybody safe and 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 healthy, uh, so that you know when when we do get to reopen, you know we can get open as quick as we can. I guess. Yeah, sure. Scar shop I used to be owner of in Illinois. I think I heard. Um, will be closed through at least June 15th. They've yep. been closed for three months. Oh. No sales, no nothing, no nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, like you're, we were talking to the guy from the from the Leaf last night. You know, they're just getting ready to open up. They, I mean, they're having to be moving during all this too. Yeah, so, Jay at the Leaf. You know, you know, kind of a, a, a weird blessing, you know, get all this stuff kind of taken care of. You know, we're doing a remodel here, got new floors, you know, repainting, all that kind of stuff. You know, I know shops in Arizona uh, have, were just able to open up last sure. week. Um, so that was good for them. Florida, the same way. I think uh, I think Kansas City was able to open up in the past week or so. So it's it's getting to that point. Uh, like all my buddies' tattoo shops that I that you know I, I get tattooed by. You know, yeah, it's funny because they're saying like, you know, the guidelines that they were given by the Arkansas Department. Literally nothing changed. Like we already already did all this mm -hmm. i mean it was just like there was yeah. nothing there was nothing that we were told to do that we already did not do and i can attest to that because i worked in a shop in a you know a tattoo shop for eight years that's like of any place in the city a tattoo shop if it's a reputable one where the only place where i go it's going to be damn near the cleanest place in the, in a state yeah. i mean it's it's ridiculous just how clean we like are we're like jonesing for a tattoo. I, I think the tattoo is the one that I, obviously I have a tattoo um, from your shop mm -hmm. and I, I did find it to be a very clean place, but I, I think I, I can wait 
probably on a tattoo. Yeah. I yeah. know you were Jones and I know we were talking about that, but, um, <laughs> um, but I, I'm pretty sure I can wait on Cause I got another tattoo I want to get, uh, my other arm, but I'm pretty sure I can, I can wait <laughs> that one out. But I think, um, you know, you mentioned it, but, but for us, I think it's a great time for shops to, to clean. Yeah. A little house to organize. Yeah. yeah. I've talked to a bunch of shop owners, you know, we're, I was on a zoom call with a bunch of shop owners around the Southeast, um, the other day. And a lot of them are doing similar things, you know, yeah. they're, they're cleaning up their shop. They're, they're moving out product that, um, you know, they forgot about, or that got lost in the humidor, you know, because yeah. five, 10, 15 years, you forget about stuff that's in there stacked up on shelves. And, sure. uh, you know, that's the good stuff you hope to find, but, uh, <laughs> sure. but a lot of them are doing that, you know? And, and so, um, I thought, you know, we might as well utilize that here as well and, and redo the floors and paint and good idea. Uh, just clean things up. Cause you know, after five, six years, even though we clean every month, we move all the furniture out and mm-hmm. we clean this place. Dude. We wash the walls. It, it is you wash surprising. The walls. Wash. Wash, them. wash them. It's surprising, you know, just how dirty and cluttered things get sure. uh, over time, especially in a shop this small when you have utilized all the space. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then you, you're constantly getting things in that you have to figure out where is this going to go, mm-hmm. you know. So, so, so if anybody cleaning their shop and getting stuff reorganized happens to find a box of like, say Johnny tobacco knots, let me know (laughs) because I will take those off your hand. So that's uh, what, about an hour and 10 minutes in (laughs) (laughs) the first Johnny tobacco knot reference. I mean, yeah. So, so, you know, I, I, I filled up my new air. You did. Um, I have my own Johnny, Johnny spot. Johnny Spot. Johnny Spot. Um, you are seasoning your new new air. I am. Thank you very much, my friend. Um, yes, we. Uh, I am seasoning it, and I found out because I thought <laughs> you took a picture of your beautiful turntable uh, stand, and you could see in it, and I could not see in mine. So Paula kept criticizing me and say, "Are you going to open the fucking door every time to check the humidity? <laughs> Isn't that letting the humidity out?" And I said. Well, I can't see the the <laughs> the, uh, the dial, and she says, "Well, you should leave the door shut more." And I so I asked Aaron. We were on a uh, a Zoom herf last night. And I said, "I can't see the thing. Why is your front glass clear and mine not?" And he said, "Did you take the piece of styrofoam out?" <laughs> and I said, oh, "Apparently not." <laughs> So today I went in and took the sci-fi out. I thought that was um, insulation. Yeah. I did, it was very cooling, yeah. uh, protecting the cooling, and now I can see the. So we, I've, I was being, I was, I have been given tons of tips um, yes. on you know. Oh, and I forgot you bring your beads up. Yeah, so we have that, but so I have one of the three twenty grams in there. Man, that thing is rock solid, sitting at seventy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is just. So I ordered the heartfelt industry beads i ordered two pounds i got one for you and one for me that i need to give you uh they didn't have the bags because mm-hmm. they were out of the bags but i'm gonna yeah didn't you say you just use pantyhose i use the heartfelt beads so i used to have coolers that's how yeah, i stored that's cigars I got the heartfelt beads put them in pantyhose you're good so well, i don't have any of those so i'm gonna have to go to the store yeah, for just, that yeah you just so. go to the store and you buy the you're not gonna be like a whole like <laughs> The whole thing. So you're first of the, all, the, like the trial. Brandon, socks, I right? don't believe that he doesn't have pantyhose. <laughs> yeah, don't I, I shame gonna, me. Yeah, I wasn't gonna <laughs> challenge him on that. He probably has. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, so those little things that you know, just like uh, ankle high yeah. pantyhose yeah. for like slippers and whatnot. Yep. Yeah. 
So we're both married. So I, I bet you Paula has some that she'll lend me some old. Yeah, cut them up, put them in. I, I had four balls of beads. Yeah. And I had one in each corner of my cooler. And uh, yeah, they were great. But but that was before Bovida was a thing. Now I would just use the Bovida packs. So yeah. I, I mean, that, yeah. just that one 320 gram, it try. seems to be doing really well. I do need a, I do want to, I do need I to get a, like a fan again. or something. To get that going, um, but it's uh, I'm really really pleased. Yeah, you don't want to get the beads too wet, yeah. You know, which I'm sure you guys have researched it a lot. Yeah, but yeah. I would I would spray them lightly, yeah, often just, just to miss just to yeah. keep them clear. Yeah. You know, so and I, I do want to try the Bovida packs. I have a couple three twenties mm-hmm. uh, to throw in there, and and then I need to pull the other end table humidor out so I can get it fixed, yeah. and then. But I I'm I'm loving it. I'm yeah. I'm really. I'm liking it. It's uh, I quickly ran out of room. Um, so I, when I I even said that, like I like I I came I came home Thursday after working here, and you know I started uh putting all the stuff in, and and I'm and I had Mo help me. I was like, you want me help me organize this? She's like, yeah. So doing everything, we get done. I still had one big bag of the like the H Huntman bag filled with stuff, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, huh. She's like, I told you to keep the other one. <laughs> oh, you got rid of the other one? Oh, the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, kept I tell people one. that all the time. You know, they come in, they're like, oh, I never had more than five or 10 cigars. You know, I just need a small humidor. <laughs> no. I'm like, that's fine. Should have probably kept that's the fine. other one. Hey. <laughs> but in six months or a year, you're going to be back. And you're going to be wanting this 100 count. Then you're going to need 300 counts. And then you're going to need a big four or 500 count. Then you're going to buy a cooler. See, I'm just, I'm just getting to the point where like, you know, we're, we're starting to, you know, look for a house. I'm just going to find that one that has a nice, a nice big walk-in closet. I'll just make that, uh, make that my own walk-in humidor, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so. all right. Well, uh, before we go into the episode for this week, you want to talk about the cigars one last time? Sure. Absolutely. Do we want to do the music first or do we want to do the cigars first? Let's do the cigars first. Get that, get that knocked out. Um, so we're all around the same area coming up to the band about to be, be coming off. Yeah. This one, I'm enjoying this one a lot more than the first go around. Um, just letting it sit that just a little bit amount of time made a big difference. Yeah. The retro hell is Clear my sinuses mm-hmm. right up. I was, yeah. I mean, I was actually going to stop recording for a second. Are you okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, fine. You're like, you look like you're I'm just like- trying not to sneeze into the microphone. <laughs> then we got to sanitize this whole place down. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Sn- you, you I, I don't want to, I don't, I don't know what cleaning yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a pop filter would be like. That would be, that yeah. would be a pain. I'd be like paying $8 filter. on Amazon for a new one, is what yeah. that would probably yeah. be. Because yeah. um, I've been looking at you going, man, you look like you're struggling. Well, every time I retro hell it, it, uh, Oh, I only read it. Does that spice? Wow. That spice you it know, comes through. Come comes to play. Sure. You on, get a lot of last one. You get to experience um, more. And I forget who told me that. Somebody in the cigar industry uh, told me that uh, if you're not retrohaling a cigar, you're only getting fifty yeah. percent of the flavor experience. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was interesting. You know, I, I I don't think it's a necessary thing to enjoy a cigar. I'm not one of those guys. But it is a, a nice thing to do to, to experience it a little differently. And mm-hmm. yep. uh, this one certainly gives you a lot of the you certainly a lot get of a kick lot, to it. You get a lot more flavors that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, and it's, you know, there's a there's a distinct difference between just like when you retrohale and you have like that, that heat as opposed to like that spice. I mean, you definitely yeah. get, there's some cigars where you're just going to get that heat, but you don't, it's still that creaminess. But this one, yeah. it definitely has that, you know, that, that peppery 
comes out comes out and it definitely hits you in the back of the uh, back of the nasal cavity. It's it's it is it's really really nice. It's I'm a I'm glad I got a few of these when we first got them just to let them mm-hmm. sit. So I'm I'm I think yeah I think uh, you know if you're fortunate enough to to have a few of these cigars or find them, I think it's just gonna uh, a, a cigar with this amount of strength and body with this this type of tobacco, um, it's just gonna continue to uh, improve over years typically. Um, and so it's a lot of fun to age cigars yeah. like this. Yeah. 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 Um, because they will mellow out, uh, as time goes on, uh, they'll, the flavors will marry and you'll get a different flavor experience in a year than you would today. And I think, um, I think this cigar would be fun to do that. So hopefully I can, uh, snag a couple for they're gone. Yeah. And uh, if you like cigars that are, you know, hard to find, I mean, this is up there on the top of the list, you mm-hmm. know, they, is 200 and something, 250 boxes. Is that what I said? Yeah. I mean, 250 boxes in you know, in production for everywhere. I mean, that's not a lot. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's a super limited quantity. So if you have a chance at your local B and M or if you're around us anywhere, we, you know, we'll ship them to you, you know, give them from us. And, uh, you know, because we have them as of right now, we, we have some. And I think if you like LFD or you like strong cigars, yeah. uh, this is right up your alley. Yeah. Um, this 100%. is really true to what LFD is about or what they've built their brand around. Uh, you know, it's funny, the the bull, Andalusian bull that got number one cigar of the year, mm-hmm. you know, the one complaint people gave about that cigar wasn't an LFD, you know, it was a milder mm-hmm. cigar. It was a great cigar, got number one, you know, it's probably, you know, I mean, it was their highest acclaimed cigar because of that rating, you know, but yeah. usually people that are like, I smoke LFD, this is more what they want. You yeah. know, they want a powerhouse um, with tons of tons of flavor and a lot of strength to it. And so if you like LFD and you can find these, um, or if you just like strong cigars with a lot of flavor and it's a good size, mm-hmm. long smoke, um, you yeah. should definitely give it a shot. Yeah. Six it's and well a half. Yeah. Six and a half by 52. If you're, if you're the fan, like you were talking about, if you like the chapter one and the chapter two, I mean, yeah. you'll, you would definitely enjoy this one, uh, quite a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm really pleased with this one and, uh, I can't wait to let this one sit a little bit and some kind of weird nuttiness I'm getting now that I really like. Flavor yeah. changed about, um, mm-hmm. in the second second. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and has really continued to change into the third third. Um, uh, the third third is still the second second. Well, it is. This is, this, is third. this is all inside. Uh, straight cut more, inside jokes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's one of the things that I enjoy about, I've enjoyed about this cigar is there's mm-hmm. been additional, it is, it is gone on the Rob Jones roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. There's been, uh, there's been a little more spice, but the, yeah. the earthiness hasn't stepped away, but there's been additional, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's got a little more, uh, spicy. It's got a little more, um, it's got a little more different flavors into it. And I've enjoyed that, um, that yeah. it's, it's not been that one. Note. Yeah. yeah um, so. and you know, like last week or, or during the LCC review, we smoked that Viva, mm-hmm. which was, was sort of the atypical Viva. It wasn't mm-hmm. like the Robustos that I'd smoked. Yeah. Um, and it was a very consistent cigar, but yeah. this is, this is rolling up and down. I, yeah. This I, one, this one jumps around a little bit. And I enjoyed both, both rides a lot. Mm-hmm. That Viva was a, fantastic smoke i gave it a nine but um well it's like last week's we did the kappa seven i mean that was consistent the whole way through yeah i mean yeah. the kappa seven's a really good cigar but this is this has changed up a little yeah. i've enjoyed in, in, in you know noting those as well and i will yeah. say 
not a knock on LFD, but if you if you smoke LFDs, you you know that sometimes you know they are a little hard to keep lit. They don't burn well sometimes because they use right. such thick oily tobacco. Yeah, and this is no different. The, the, the tobacco is really thick and oily. Um, but it has burned. Mine has burned really straight. Yeah, um, mine's straight. I, I had to relight mine like once just because. You and know, we're I, talking. I and yeah, and I mean it's going to happen. I mean, it's not like we're over, you know, trying to get long ashes. You yeah. know, but but the construction on it is really good. And the um, a, the ash, you can really feel it break off. It's a good solid. Let me look in it. That's an ash with strength. Yeah, so yeah. I had trouble yeah, getting I mean, it's, this it's thing gonna, started, but largely because oh, yeah. I was talking mm-hmm. at the beginning. But once I get this started, I've there's been zero. I had once I had to puff twice. Yeah. Um, but it's burnt really well. And yep. this, the wrapper, I just took the uh, the band off, and other than a little uh, tearing of the wrapper or the band. Uh, I, no problem with that. Yeah, I got. Once the, again, I'd like to point out that the band was not blue. Yeah, it's a pretty band. It's pretty band. So, so uh, before we get to the music, you were you were having some rum that we were given for our one year anniversary by mm-hmm. by one of our listeners, and you are a rum guy, and you kind of went in on us because we we talked about the rum, but we did not talk about the flavors of the rum. So, what do you think of the was it lost lost sailor? Is that what it is? I forget. Lost Spirits. Lost Spirits. Navy style rum. Um, unique. I think uh, part of me wants to do exactly what you guys did um, just for fun. Um, <laughs> we deserve I, I have it. to say it out loud, you know, but I, I you know, and I mentioned that earlier because I think it's, it's, it's humorous. Um, a lot of times we, when we start describing things, um, it's hard to pick out weird flavors. Yeah. You know, some guys are gifted at it and yeah. that's, that's great for them. And I'm glad they're out there. So we have access to that information for the most part. You know, we kind of have those core flavors that we can pick out uh, and we know what we like and we know if a cigar is good or not, you know, and that, that's what most of us want in a, in a cigar experience. Um, whether you can pick out the, the nuances, the different flavors of nuts and different kinds of peppers and things, uh, you know, I'm not on that level and that's okay. Uh, but it's humorous to me, the different extremes, you know, when you start talking about cigar reviews or, or, you know, reviewing things or trying to pick out flavors, a lot of times, uh, it's, it's difficult, you know, and, and we'll, we'll describe something without actually talking about what it tastes like, you know? Yeah. Um, which is okay. Cause that's part of the experience too. Um, but this is a really unique, I mean, the first sip I took, I was like, wow, that's really weird. Almost like a, it's like a raspberry weirdness to it that I wouldn't have thought I got out of a rum. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say cough syrupy, but I don't think that's true, and I don't like using that to describe liquor. Um, but uh, it's got a really weirdness to it that uh, I don't get. So the, there is smoothness that you guys talk about, but that that flavor hits you immediately yeah. when you sip it, and so it's not as smooth as you know, like Zacapa or something that's like that I drink a lot. That's just really caramely and sweet and. This has a lot more flavor, mm-hmm. I think, than that. They hit you right off the bat. So the one thing that we were totally wrong on was we were while we were drinking that, uh, so we can only be found in L.A., only sold in L.A., um, you know, we we're like, oh, man, this is so nicely aged. You can really taste the caramel and the caramel off of it. Mm. Um, no, it's it's a fairly raw rum that's molecularly aged. Um, so they just do all the aging with science and everything, and it's not a truly right. aged, aged rum. Um, so it was a very, I mean, it's very deceiving, but it was a, yeah. it was a good deceiving. See, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a bourbon guy. Yeah. And I like rum a lot. Right. And I, I like tequila and I hate the clear spirits other than gin. See, I'm the vodka guy. So. Right. So I'm making fun of Aaron. 
and and so people always go so why do you like this bourbon and i always go it's really smooth and i like it yeah and the people go well, why do you like it it's really smooth and i like it <laughs> and people go uh and so and they're like scotch same way why do you like highland park 18 year old which is like a really high-end scotch and i go uh, it's not peaty and I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, breaks into two categories. Scotches Mark likes and scotches Mark yep. doesn't. That doesn't help me. And I'm going, yep. I didn't say it was helpful. I just said, well, it goes, I liked like, it. People come in all the time and say, well, you know, I don't know anything about cigars. I want to pick out a cigar. What do you like? You know, I'm like, it ain't about what I like. Yeah. Brother. It's about what you like, you know, yeah. because what I like, you may not like. And yeah. what you like, I may not like. Yeah. We sell lots of cigars that I don't like, mm-hmm. um, and people love them, right? So yeah. just because I think it's good or I get a certain flavor profile, that's our job. So we have a pretty good understanding of what cigars taste like, yeah. and we want to help educate you on that if you want to know. Um, but most people at the end of the day want to know if, if it's good or not. You know, yeah. and, and the fun way to find that out is to try them out. Try them you know? yep. And that way you'll know if you like it or not. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's like, you know, you know, some of the side shows that we do is the Luxury Cigar Club review. And you know, as of right now, every cigar that we've done, we've all liked. We're going to get to the point where one of us is going to yeah. like the construction on it. It's going to be perfect construction. You know, the flavor just isn't going to be there for one of us. Um, like I just, I just got a notification on my phone from a, a picture that I posted a year ago. And it was when we did on our show number four, which was the, uh, Romeo Julia 1875. I do not like that cigar at all, but Doug loves that cigar. Does, you know, I does. just, it's just one of those things where you're going to, some people are going to love it. Some yeah. people are going to hate it. It's just, to me, the flavors just, I just aren't there for me. Yeah, but it's just not what you want to Yeah, it's smoke. just not what I'm going to, yeah. what, what I, what nope. I go to. Yep. No, and that doesn't make either one of you wrong. Right. Yeah. So it right. just makes you different. So, uh, yep, that, that's important. And we, we were talking, we, we debated three cigars and we can talk about which one because I'm not going to mention it on air. Um, but one of the three cigars that we were debating to smoke at this, at this mm-hmm. thing, and you know which one. I know which is, one. Yeah. Is, is my least favorite cigar to smoke. And I think it's, yeah, I think it's my favorite. Yeah, yep. it is. So, it is. <laughs> we've talked about this before. Yeah. Um, and so that's when I was like, yeah, let's, do the, let's I, do the LFD. <laughs> right. So we, we, we cross on a lot of cigars. We love a lot of the same cigars. Like we have. Yeah. You love a cigar that I think is not very good. Yeah. Right. And I, yeah, I love, we, we've discussed that on air. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so, and that's just the way it is. I kind of want to name and shame, but I don't want to at the same no, time. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, we've talked about that one online, but, yeah. uh, but on air, but. Absolutely. All right. Well, what what homework do I have from you this week? Okay. So um, I have, uh, and I'm I'm debating how quirky to get on some of this because Weird Al. Um, no. No. Okay. Uh, good. I mean, good guy. I mean, he's a good musician, right? And it's some of his his. Uh, well, we don't have to discuss Weird Al. <laughs> so I'm still picking albums that are very meaningful to me. Okay. Personally. Um, that I think typify my core values of songwriting, musical talent, and are in my style. Now, that means that it's going to be artists that I are going to be whatever. So mine is, it's not on my top 10, but it's an artist that was. It's Brandy Carlisle. Okay. By the way, I forgive you. Okay. Um, I did pick as one of my top songs, Brandy Carlisle, The Story, which is... 
one of the three songs that I think describes Paula and I's marriage, um, which is a song about how um, my story would not be complete without someone to tell it to, mm-hmm. which is Paula. Okay. Um, this this is this this is the album that um, broke her Grammy wise and made her very popular. Okay. Um, but it has probably four of the great songs that she's written. I think you're going to enjoy it. I know your wife's going to enjoy it. Okay. Um, so this is a, a gift to Mo, uh, okay. probably. But I think you're going to enjoy it. So right. there you go. Cool. Randy Carlisle, by the way, I forgive you. All right. And not as depressing <laughs> as Southeastern. Thank God, because that shit yeah. was depressing. Yes. Like, good Lord. That- by the way, he released another album this week. Oh, really? Last weekend. I'm going to listen to it. Supposedly, okay. not nearly as depressing. I mean, it, it's <laughs> going to be hard to beat. Yeah. I mean, for depressing-wise. Oh, no. Yeah. No, when you release So the, the last album he had me listen to, it was <laughs> just not a tear in your beer. It was just like, it was bad. It was sobbing. Oh, my God. Like, I felt like utter garbage after listening to it but it was good like i mean well there are times when in life where those things hit you powerfully you know and there are times in life where i need things that are you know really exciting and and uplifting and that's what's so cool about music you know and i'm not on you guys level i mean i love music but i don't listen to every band every obscure band that's out there. Like, I don't, I don't even know how you guys find these people because I, because I listen to music literally all day long in my headphones at the shop. Yeah. Because it's just, because it's so loud in there. I have to have my noise canceling headphones or earplugs in. So is I, it I as just, bad as Ava Cassidy though? Cause I, I actually, the week before I gave him Ava Cassidy, who you, Ava remember. Cassidy was fine until I, I figured out the story yeah. of her. That's right. when it made it sad and depressing. It gave him um, an album, beautiful album. This, this, Gorgeous voice. She sings these blues, just fantastic voice. But she records this album knowing that she's. She has like stage three bone cancer. So she dies before any of her albums are ever produced. I mean, That's after rough. reading that, I'm like, Jesus, this this sucks. That's yeah, a cool but, cool legacy to leave on the world. Though. Yeah, but the, the album is spectacular. All right. Well, keeping in the form of women for this week, I'm giving you a band that I know you like. Um, I'm giving you a group that I believe is the best for air guitar. I believe that she is one of the greatest guitar players in the classic rock era. Do you know who I'm thinking of? Are we talking Hailstorm? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Uh, I guess not. So we're talking. So we're talking uh, two sisters. So we're talking. Uh, okay. I'm talking about Anne and Nancy Wilson. So we're talking about Heart, and we're talking about. So this is my Dream Boy, Dreamboat Annie. So my favorite Heart album is Little Queen. Little Queen. So that is what you have this okay. week, which I think is a quintessential air guitar album. I agree. And because I mean, Nancy Wilson, I agree, is an a, an amazing guitar player. This and, is not a rough and, assignment. For and Anne Wilson has one of the best voices. When you can make Jimmy Page and Robert Plant cry, yeah. no, that's a great by one. covering one of their songs, you done made it. Yeah, no, that's a great assignment. So, so there, there, um, that I will enjoy that one. So Little Queen by Heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So. 
I thought you were going to go a little. Uh, that that's in that's in my sweet spot. I'm yeah. I'm going to enjoy that. See, album. We, we cross every once in a while. We do. I I don't remember much about the concert, but uh, I actually saw them in Horton Fieldhouse, which was an old barn and horrible acoustically, um, uh, with 38 Special and Jefferson Starship, I think. Right. But I saw them as a kid. I don't remember much about them. Hair than, hair down to your ass, just headbanging. Just, uh, you know. No, it was yeah, it was yeah. That was more the 80s, I guess. Yeah, I don't. I, I will say I don't like I don't like heart in the eighties, a little too synth pop for me, but, uh, you know, magic man, Barracuda era uh, oh. top. Yeah, no, that's it. So, I'm going to enjoy that. Yeah. That will not be tough for me. So I listen to that album at least once a week. Okay. So that's a great choice. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm letting you off easy this week. You are letting me off easy this week. <laughs> it comes back around though. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. So I don't have a question this week because uh, I, I don't know where the cards are. They're somewhere next door. But I wanted to end this week on a cool story that happened to me um, this week. So, you know, I I do a, I do damn near most of the Instagram posts and, and stuff like that. You do a lot of the Facebook stuff. And, a lot of it. And, yeah. and uh, so Instagram is more my baby. Um, I made a post. I don't know what it was. It was some picture. But uh, I had... Uh, a, a guy uh, liked it and I decided like, you know, I want to start you know, people who like the post who I don't follow. I'm going to look at their stuff and I'll give them a follow back guy liked the post and he had a cartoon as his avatar and the, the drawing was so familiar to me. I could not place it. I didn't know what it was. So I clicked on his main profile and just saw seeing all these pictures, but there was like all these little cartoon pictures at the same time. And I was like, damn, I know this from somewhere. I don't know what it is, but I know it from somewhere. So I just Google his name and his name was uh, Aaron, Aaron Sigmund. Um, do you know, does that name ring familiar or anything? Oh, it feels like it should. But so no. he is the creator of Smoke Magazine. Oh. So he liked one of my posts and he did something else. And he was like, hey, good luck on the, po- good, good luck with the podcast. And I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks. You know, you know that means a lot, blah, blah. And then that's between me saying thanks, that means a lot, you know, I don't know who you are, to me like, man, that drawing looks so familiar. I don't know what it is. That's when I it clicked. So I told I told him a story and I texted it to him and we had a pretty good conversation. So one of the things that, you know, me and my dad would always do on Saturdays, we'd always do a scratch and spit. And that's whenever he would at the time I was an only child. So he would take me out to go yeah, he would take me to go get breakfast, and then we'd always go to Old Man Pete's Barbershop. Old Man Pete, I've talked about on the show, you know, just an old school barbershop, always smoked cigars. You always got ash in your hair no matter what. It, it didn't matter. But he always had all these magazines all all over the, his counter and place and stuff like that. And it was that, it was that place where, you know, dad, dad would always say, like, whatever you, he- whatever you hear here, don't tell mom kind of thing. And I always remember seeing the Smoke magazine, and I didn't know anything about cigars because I was probably like nine or ten uh, when this was. So he, I think Smoke came around in like '95, so I would have been ten-ish. And uh, I just always remember flipping through the magazines and seeing all these cigars and seeing like it was a fancy, like people always in nice suits and you know just that '90s, like the big shoulder pads and stuff like that. So I always flipped through that stuff. So I told him, I was like, man, I was like, dude, this is so cool because I used to read your magazine back when I knew shit all 
about what it was. I was just a, I was just a snot nosed little kid, but you know, I'd always see your magazine at this barbershop that my dad took me to. So it's, it's cool to see that like I connected to somebody 25 years later down the road that I, you know, that he reached out and said, Hey, you know, good luck with the podcast and kind of stuff. And I was like, man, that's, that's pretty fucking cool. So that's that, cool. you know, so thanks for doing this. So that was just a cool little yeah, cool thing that happened sure. uh, this week with, uh, with me, you know, that's, it's been kind of a crummy week. You know, like I said, you know, I work was shitty and I'm supposed to be in Dublin right now, but, uh, I know. you know, that, that was that added a nice little, you know, it could be a lot worse could be things. So that was, uh, sure. That was pretty cool. So I, I don't know if Smoke is a Smoke Magazine is still around anymore. I think it is. Um, I know he has a couple other publications. I know one is like a Cigars and Playboy. Um, he has a bunch of articles. So I'm going to definitely pick that up. And that's just I don't know. It was one of the cool things that cool. it's, it's yeah. kind of like you know whenever we had Gary on here, like dude, I used to boo you. Like <laughs> you yeah. played for the Raiders, and I I saw you play, and I didn't like you. But now you're like a good buddy of mine, and you've been on my show a couple yeah. times. And you know you're always hanging up at the shop, and you're I mean you're one of the greatest guys I know. But yeah. 25 years ago, you feel I, bad about booing. I, him, I definitely you? booed you. <laughs> you feel bad about that now, don't you? No, he's still no, a Raider at heart. No, I can't. No, I feel. I feel it's bad not personal. For you. Yeah, it's not You're personal. It's just, it's just. No, Raiders. I heard what he said. It was personal. <laughs> he did say he was booing Gary, but he well, meant he was booing. No, the team. you didn't hear what he said. It was pretty personal. He said stuff that but, was pretty personal. But, but Gary oh, yeah. did come around and play for the Chiefs one year, so we're good. He now. Did. We're square. Well, little Richard passed this week, and I thought of Gary again on mm-hmm. the uh, on the story that he told about little Richard. <laughs> Who did little Richard, little Richard wink yeah. at? Yeah, <laughs> the engineer of rock and roll. It's been it's been the a, original punk. What the, we talked about the original punk. Yeah, so it's been a hard. It's this COVID thing has been really hard on old rock and roll legends. Um, you know, losing John Prine, who's one of my heroes from Illinois, and. Uh, Little Richard and a lot of those guys, the lead singer from Fountains of Wayne, mm-hmm. um, you know, just a lot of guys that, you know, obviously. Fred Willard died yesterday. Fred, Fred Willard died on Friday, which was tough. Uh, and Jerry Stiller. Jerry Stiller, who was the funny uh, member of the Stiller family, along with his I wife. I agree more. Because I hate his kid, but I'm not a fan of his kid. I should say I hate his. I kid. don't hate his kid. I just don't find his kid funny. Jerry yeah. Stiller was like the was his, like his the old dad. man was hilarious. He was the, he that, was the sitcom dad. His mom was funny. Was it, Jerry a thing before his son? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Him. Oh, okay. The parents were like a vaudeville act and yeah. like in Vegas and stuff. I'm, I'm aging myself now. You are. Yeah. Because I just 12. don't. Seinfeld's my first experience with him. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, no. See, mine was King of Queens. So. They had a thing on Jerry. You wanna, Seinfeld was before that. I know, but I, I never watched Seinfeld. I was always like Frasier better. There's not a place in all of Del Boca Vista. I'm a MASH guy. <laughs> Del Boca. Now you're showing your age. Yes. I am showing my age. I uh, Gary Marshall, they had a thing on. Uh, was I was working late one night, and they had a thing on Gary Marshall. You know who Gary Marshall is? The, mm producer for uh, happy days and a lot of those things like uh, and they were showing all that stuff all the people who'd supported him uh, you know had, had acted under him and he'd like produced every single thing like you know like pretty woman and a ton of stuff and and it was just like that's that's the stuff that i watched like back in the mm-hmm. day so but mash is funny by the way everything is sunset so funny <laughs> So for all the kids on the show, go back and watch MASH. For That's all funny. All the kids. I'm 36, and I've never Kid. watched MASH. I'm going to be 36 in a month and a half. Oh, so. look at you two. Yeah. 
Yeah, a couple of kids. A couple of kids. A couple of kids. Right. Could have I been. feel like that a lot. Yeah. What has see, happened? But, see, yeah, but you have kids. I don't have kids. Yeah, so. you feel like you're more of a kid than me, probably. Yeah, I, I definitely. I've been forced to grow up. Like, I don't feel, like, I definitely feel, A, because I don't dress. I, I mean, I dress like I'm still skateboarding all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't, I feel like I'm still in my 20s. When was the last time you got on a skateboard? Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> probably four years ago, and I about. Oh, that's impressive. Man, I about busting my ass. It was, it was bad. Like, I forgot everything. Sure. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, like, I, I don't feel like I'm 36. You know, I, you know, I. Of what gray hair I have, it's in my beard. You know, I mm-hmm. still have my hair, thankfully. Could Tony Hawk do a 720 at 50? God, yeah, I think he could. Oh, so have you seen? That's what I'm so super, so, so super excited Sorry, about. Um, he's They're re-releasing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 digitally remastered in 4K for the games. I'm I so excited. I cannot wait. Like, oh, the music. The, I've been listening to the soundtrack of that. Since the news came out, it's it's so I can't. Wait. Oh, I'm so happy. I can't I wait. Could not. I'm happy uh, that you're happy. Yeah. yeah, I'm happy for your. I'm happy for Brandon being happy for you being happy. <laughs> this is the kind of joy that spreads joy. It is. Yep. All right, guys. Well, another good episode. And yeah. I've thank you, Brandon, this. for joining us and yeah. talking about a little bit of the shop and what yep. it's been like for the past seven weeks. And <laughs> would you would you burn yourself? Yes, I did. Lighters are complicated. I, I, you know, I, I, I kept it in. I didn't say a thing, but they saw my face. <laughs> yes, I burnt myself with a lighter. It's not the first time. Oh, uh, there ain't nothing sacred on the show. You know? His hands been soaking in ivory liquid. Um, <laughs> no, it was a blast being on. I'm really glad you guys uh, asked me to do it and uh, give me a break from painting for a couple hours. <laughs> the good uh, thing is, at least two of our walls are covered with windows, so yes. you don't have that much to do. I don't have that much more. Yep. No, it won't be too bad. Yeah, so. no. The, the new place is going to look, or the uh, the refresh of the old place is going to look great. So, yep. floor yep. looks awesome. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm happy with it. All right. Well, we and will. That's what matters. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> right. I can sleep tonight. <laughs> because we didn't know what this no, was going to look like. I didn't either. We, I didn't you, you just, he's like, I, I kept asking tonight. Brand, I kept asking Doug, like, what do you pick? I don't know. He doesn't know. He just picks up and is like, oh, I can totally see Brandon's like yeah. being so aggravated and just like over it. Just like, I don't care. I have a just which one's closer to the door? That's I have a the one I want. Of, of time that I can put into something. <laughs> and uh, I had looked at like 10 floors. I brought a bunch of samples over here. I didn't like any of them. We went back over there and I was like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I don't give me care. this one. This one looks safe. Just give me this one right here. <laughs> You know, and it's good. Thirteen hundred like, square feet of it. It's good. Yeah, we and, have uh, we have plenty extra, so we're gonna. Put- I, I forgot what it looked like when I came back, <laughs> yeah. and uh, so yeah. So when we got it, when I brought it over here, we ran out, and brought one in, and threw it down. I was like, I don't remember it looking like that, <laughs> but uh, it turned out good. Yeah, no, yeah, it does. It looks really good. So if you're around here, uh, come check us out whenever we officially open back up fully for everything. Until then, um, we'll still bring stuff to you we'll deliver it we'll ship it whatever um if you're around other local b&ms make sure you support them as well because they will definitely need it as well but until then we will see everybody next week be the good later uh, what i was not supposed to say anything <laughs>